Josh Mursky. Dave Thompson. That's it my is, name. It is time for everyone's favorite podcast. And if it's not your favorite, just, you know, lie and say it is. Fake it for <laughs> Sounds us. Sounds like autism. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Boom. <laughs> yeah. Uh, welcome back to another uh, fun-filled episode. And I do have to say, um, welcome back, because I'm sure that not all of our listeners listened to the last episode. And like I said in the beginning, that was um, okay, but it was really important yeah. that we address uh, some issues going on in our community. And we felt like uh, it, it was just a, a critical message that Josh and I had to get across and just kind of we felt obligated and uh you know this is back to the old fun stuff but um yeah. it's not over we're gonna but, be yeah it's not over and um thing is as like advocates we feel the need also not to only talk about you know the positive but like when a, a big negative comes up which needs to be wrong which needs to be written or you know we feel the need so that that's why we have to do this and we're gonna continue you know god forbid any anything ever like this ever happens again we will talk about because we feel obligated and it's important on that folks know yeah and you know we're right here in this same community that this uh, particular issue happened in and we will be involved and getting ourselves more involved in, yeah. in the coming months and um uh we you know it's a horrible thing that happened but we look forward to uh giving our voices to the to the subject um but a- anyway what else is new josh everything good yeah so far everything's good um there is a uh, one thing you know in April, Dave and I, do you want to say it or should I? No, but it's uh, going to yeah, be April soon. Yeah, yeah it is going to be April. Now, what I'm getting at. Okay, so April is Autism Awareness Month. And uh, we've been getting offered stuff for speaking gigs and stuff. And um, that's awesome. With that being said, if you would like Sounds Like Autism to speak at your venue or whatever it may be, just contact us. Um, hit us up on our email. Yeah, just check out soundslikeautism.com and you can get in touch there. But yeah. Uh, yeah, we're getting some really some really cool inquiries and exciting uh, okay. exciting things going on. And uh, we're just um, happy to be part of that conversation, the national yeah, conversation. Yeah, the fact that this happened is really cool. Um, a, lot now, of pe- a lot of people have seen our TEDx and they're inspired by that to, to reach out and actually have asked us to do our, to our TEDx elsewhere. We're not allowed to do the same exact one, but we can absolutely... Um, speak on the topic of inclusion and neurodiversity and would have some of the same content and that's that's all yeah good. it's it's really touching that folks ask that it really is and yeah. um, we are really obliged to be feel yeah and um you know we haven't been in this game long it's been like a year and two months or something like that but we we a lot's happened since then and um a lot. we we just recorded a, a an interview with a, a good friend a couple months ago we were on um the podcast adventures in autism with megan carranza awesome um, and and um we you know we we always said we'd have her back we just wanted to wait a little while because we were just on hers so it would have been a lot of the same stuff um but she's one of the first people that we met in this community or uh, one of the first podcasts we listened to or the first podcast josh ever listened to so it's just really cool to kind of it's very full circle and and really cool to have her on the show um because she's not only is she a really special person but she's she's been in a an an inspiration to us since the beginning, or yeah, since and, before and, we even started. And since it was like the, the first podcast, I was to heck the first autism podcast. Um, like it was instrumental in the um, like SLA becoming the SLA it is today. Yeah, that, so, that kind of rhymes. So I'm I'm stoked for it. Let's let's just let's play it for everyone. All right, we'll, here we'll, we go. We'll see you guys in a couple weeks. All right, adios.
I am honored and thrilled to have um, one of our uh, oldest friends from our um, brief but meteoric uh, experience <laughs> in the in the autism advocacy and and podcasting, podcasting. world, um, Megan Carranza from Adventures in Autism. Megan, thank you so much, so much, so much for coming on. Aw, thank you. There is nothing mediocre about you guys. You guys are extraordinary, both of you. Oh, I said meteoric, which is a very different word. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said mediocre. <laughs> very, very different. I thought you said mediocre. No, 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 no. no. That would be mean. Yeah. No, no. Right. I mean, well, I mean, off we, to a great start. It's, it's just so funny because we've had um, such a short experience in this world. It's only been mm -hmm. just over a year, like a year and a month and a half or so. Yes, yeah, something. Uh, mm -hmm. Josh can probably tell you like to the hour, but, um, but so much has happened. So it's just, it's, uh, yeah. it's huge. You know what I mean? So it feels like a lifetime yeah. ago that we met. Oh yeah. I know. I totally agree. And that, I feel like that's the interesting thing about people that you have met like virtually because you, you develop these such strong bonds with people that you don't even really know in real life, but you feel like you've known them forever, even though you, you actually don't really know them at all. <laughs> Yeah, yeah totally. that's a good point. Yeah. And that's part of the reason why it's so important um, to, to be able to lean on things like podcasts and social media, right, Josh? Yeah, absolutely. But speaking of that, like, I remember, so when Dave and I were first starting out, he's like, Josh, you know, um, there's this podcast I want you to listen to just so, so you understand like what podcasting is and stuff. Because back then I, I didn't really, you know, listen to podcasts and it was Adventures in Autism. And so you were like the podcast which i listened to to get familiar with the podcasting format so <laughs> oh my gosh i didn't know that that is so sweet that's so sweet thank well, you he, you know he kind of didn't really have much of a context so he's like i know the word you know like and what do you mean <laughs> that we could do that and that we could make an impact and whatever and not only was it what's a podcast but it was it was you know what we can do and you know yeah. even though our models aren't exactly the same and you're a mom and josh is affected and whatever it doesn't really matter it's more about the, the thing you're doing societally by having a podcast at all was what was really inspiring and impactful for Josh when I first introduced yeah. him to the idea. Aw, you guys are so awesome. Well, I mean, I remember when, I don't know which one of you it was that actually reached out to me because again, it was over social media. So you don't really know who you're talking to. Um, and you were just like, we have this podcast. And I remember going to the actual like page on like Apple Podcasts and, and, reading that, you know, it was about you guys, Josh and Dave, and that I just thought it was such an awesome, cause like you said, what, what I do is a little bit different because, you know, I advocate for my son. Um, but I just, I love the fact that, you know, this was like self-advocacy and like friendship. I just think that it's, you guys are doing such an amazing thing. So I, I love it. Well, thank you. I appreciate that a lot. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And, it's and, totally the truth. And you're just so, you know, let's just compliment each other. Um, let's do it. <laughs> but, but, but you know, you're just so accessible. And so, um, your take on, um, on advocating for your son and speaking about your family's experiences is, is so fresh and energized and, and, um, and positive, you know, you managed to do something that we, we try our best to do, which is to speak about some pretty serious matters, but in an accessible and positive yeah. way. With an and, upbeat attitude. 
Right. And that's, that's so, so important. So you're one of yeah. the good ones. So thank you for all your, all your work on Aww, this. Yeah, thanks thank guys. I really do. I really try to do that, but it's like, you never really know exactly how you're coming off. So I really appreciate you saying that because I mean that like, I never expected to, to be in this world, but I'm the kind of person where it's, and when I say this world, I mean like the world of, you know, special yeah. needs autism. Um, but I, I'm the kind of person where it's like, if I'm, if I'm going to be here, I'm going to try to have a good time. So that's what I'm trying to do. Totally. Exactly. So, um, mm -hmm. we have a few questions yeah. um, for you. So the, the first one, how did you get the idea to make a podcast? Yeah. Like, that so it was actually, it was interesting because, so I have listened to podcasts for a long time. Um, I was Let just guess. True, true crime. No, I'm too scared. I'm a total baby. <laughs> I am like way too scared of true crime. No, I, you guys, I'm a, I'm a nerd. I listened to like parenting podcasts. Like even before, you know, we, Logan was diagnosed with autism. I listened mm -hmm. to like podcasts about like babies and, you know, just like stuff like that. So nothing that was exciting. Um, we were just talking about my dad before we were started recording and he was actually the first person. I think he was like the first person ever to listen to a podcast because this was like 10 plus years ago that he was talking about podcasts. And I just thought this was something that like, you know, crazy old men like to listen to. I did not really get that. It was like, there's a podcast for everybody. So somewhere along the way, I realized that there was podcasts that I wanted to listen to. So I was already very familiar with just like listening. I was a fan of podcasts. I was constantly finding new ones that I liked. And after Logan was diagnosed, which was, um, actually we're coming up to the like three year anniversary of that. I thought I'm going to try to find a podcast about autism mm -hmm. because I thought surely there has to be something that I would be looking for, which I, what I really wanted at that time was just to talk to like another person who honestly, I, I didn't even necessarily need a podcast. I just wanted to talk to somebody who like understood what I was going through. Cause I had a lot of friends who had babies around the same time as me and our world looked very different. Once, once we, I mean, honestly, pretty much right off the bat, our worlds are kind of different, but especially once Logan was diagnosed. So I was just really craving that, craving that connection with other people who, you know, we're kind of like in, in this world of autism. So I thought I'm going to look for an autism podcast and see, you know, what I can find. And I was really shocked because again, this was like three years ago. At the time, there were a few autism podcasts, not very many, like a, really just a handful. And the ones that I was finding were all like hosted by doctors or yeah, just had like a really informal, yeah, 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 just had like a really formal approach. And like what I really wanted was something like my show, which is just like, you know, like parents talking to each other and talking to, you know, talking to the doctors and talking to self-advocates, but just in like a really casual kind of a way. The podcasts that I enjoy listening to the most are usually those type of, you know, it's very kind of conversational. It's just like the conversation's flowing and that's it. So that was what I, I really set out to find. And when I couldn't find that, I was shocked and I was like, I should start a podcast, but I am like the least tech savvy person on the planet. So that just seemed like a total like pipe dream. Like I'm like, I have no idea how I would even go about that. Um, so it was something I just kind of sat on for a while, but the idea was just in the back of my mind for a long time, honestly, like a couple years before I actually did just say, okay, I'm going to just figure this out. Mm -hmm. um, so that was a long answer. Sorry. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, a, do that. I love, I love but, that. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. 
that's we're, we're long-winded and very talkative so um, yes yeah, yes you're you, my people <laughs> yeah don't give us any room to add <laughs> just keep talking but how old was logan when he got diagnosed he was he had just turned four so you guys and i were, we were chatting before i live in chicago well like the suburbs outside chicago and i think we're lucky that we have like pretty good access to to care here and we had good insurance but at the time there just wasn't very many doctors that were diagnosing kids that young um and now since starting my show it's crazy because i talk to people who they've had their kids diagnosed at like 18 months but yeah so with logan he started um early intervention here before he even turned two for speech and ot so we knew for sure that he had a speech delay and once we got into therapy they they had said he had a global delay which so like his fine motor was a bit delay he didn't have any kind of physical delays but he definitely had some like cognitive like developmental delays and really obviously the, he had a speech delay he's he's seven now and he's still mostly nonverbal. he does have a device he uses and he has like a fair amount of words. Um, at the time, I didn't even know that the term nonverbal existed. I really just thought, okay, he'll he'll start talking when he talks, but let's get him into therapy to, you know, just kind of help that process along. And through him being in, in early intervention, and then once he aged out at age three, and then he was in our school district for preschool, what really kind of led us to seek a diagnosis for autism was he had a speech therapist at school who, um, he was, even though my husband and I, we both had these thoughts that we were dealing with autism. Um, we, we didn't know anything about autism. We really were very, very blind and just not blind, but we were just, we were really naive. We really just didn't, we didn't know what any of this meant. And we were scared. We were honestly like very, you know, just unsure of what our future looked like and very uncertain. So as much as we were like helping Logan and, you know, getting services and doing the best that we could for him, I think that getting the actual diagnosis felt really scary until we had this speech therapist that kind of shook us up to be like, okay, we really need to go ahead and seek this diagnosis. So he had just turned three at that point or was a little Mm -hmm. over three, but we had an eight month wait list then to get him seen by a doctor here. Um, and we went to a developmental pediatrician, which, I mean, I know there's like different avenues to go, but that was what was, you know, approved by our insurance. So that was why we waited to, to get him diagnosed until he was four. We honestly probably could have done it diagnosed sooner, but we, we had this like crazy wait list that we were up against. So yeah, like I said, we're just coming up to, um, it'll be three years in March that he's been diagnosed with autism. And you have a, you have, um, he has younger siblings, doesn't he? Yeah, I have two little girls too. So Logan is seven, and then uh, my daughter's Liliana will be four in March, and then our our youngest Layla will be two in April. So they're they're like just two years apart. They're really close. Um, can, can and I they're say, you have a you have a very impressive amount of energy. For oh, I I really want. don't. I literally am so tired all the time. So <laughs> I just drink like a lot of coffee. <laughs> you're like you're at work right now. You have your three. Kids. I am like in between work. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> right. You have your three very young kids. One with some special challenges and, and needs. Yes. And, and and then on top of that, you've decided to venture out into the the world and share your story with everyone which is really inspiring and I thought I was busy but oh <laughs> you're so sweet no I I do I mean I have three kids so I know how to multitask for sure I was a nanny for like 10 years before I had Logan well, so dealing with little kids like is just kind of in my wheelhouse that's just like what I do 
Yeah, that's, that's uh, it's, I, I have one and I feel like, you know, if I had two, I'd probably just feel over. <laughs> it, it feels like a lot. Cause I remember with Logan, I felt like, oh my gosh, how would I ever have more kids? And we knew we wanted to give him a sibling. So then we, we had Liliana, our, our youngest Layla was a total surprise, which this is like another story. Um, but I, it's like, I always tell people when they're like, oh my gosh, like, how do you have three? I'm like, you just sort of like rise to the occasion with mm-hmm. each one. Like you're like, okay, I have one kid. I need to step up. I have two kids. I need to step up. And then you're like, I have three kids. And I honestly was so terrified my whole pregnancy thinking like, I don't know how in God's name I'm going to do this, but like somehow you, you just, you just do it. You just rise up. We also are so, so blessed because our, our youngest Layla is like an angel. She's like the easiest, sweetest baby. God truly does give you what you can handle. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. But we're honestly, we're so lucky. We have, I have, my kids are incredible. We have like the best family. Um, I think my husband and I were definitely not perfect, but we are a really good team together. And especially with like everything with Logan, I mean, like I had said before, we were not obviously anticipating any of this. And I think that, um, I I don't know, I'm like a little bit woo and I definitely believe in like fate and everything. And like, I just, Logan was just meant to be mine. And I just am, I'm so grateful for him and his sisters. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So, um, why um, did you decide to name your podcast "Adventures in Autism"? It's an awesome name, by the way. I love it. But it's, how oh, did thanks. You come up? <laughs> yeah, you. <laughs> just how, how did that name come up? Like, what what was the inspiration for that name? Um, I don't know how old you guys are. I think you guys are younger than me. But do you know the movie "Adventures in Babysitting"? I I've heard of it. Yeah, I, I think no my sister probably had it on VHS back in the okay, day. I'm, I'm going to just go like cry right now. But first of all, <laughs> you guys have to see that movie. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm not surprised, but I'm like, I'm taken aback. You're, di- um, you're disappointed. Okay, yeah. I'm a little <laughs> disappointed in both of you. Really though, like you're, you should be disappointed in yourselves. It's such a great movie. You guys have to watch it. So this was like a total 80s, early, no, it was definitely 80s classic um, that I, my sister and I, we just, we love adventures in babysitting and it's, it, the what the movie is about is that you know this girl goes to babysit and there ends up just being like a lot of stuff that happens a crazy like evening ensues and it's just all about everything that she goes through and I feel like in in so many ways that's such a metaphor for for parenting but especially when it comes to parenting autism because it's just like truly like every day is an adventure that I always I always joke like when people come to my house and they see like the craziness and the chaos that goes on there. And I'm like, oh no, this is like totally a normal day. I'm like, this is nothing out of the ordinary. We just have a lot of, you know, interesting kind of situations arise. So I, I wanted to call it Adventures in Autism because A, we it's every day is an adventure, but also kind of how you had said beforehand, like, you know, autism, there's, there's definitely like a heaviness to the subject. And I think for a lot of people, it, it probably seems really heavy, but for us, like it's just our life mm-hmm. and we have a great life. And I, I, I did kind of want it like a name that had like a little bit of levity to it so that people know like this, you know, we're not here to just like cry together. We're here to like talk about everything, the good and the bad. But like, I wanted to, I wanted right off the bat for people to know that Adventures in Autism is, it's, it's really about just the adventure that is life when you have a child on the spectrum like just like that. sounds like autism i love i love sounds like autism too because it's just like it's such a perfect name do you know why like, we call it sounds like autism 
I don't know. Is that a trick question? I don't know. No, no, no. I mean, I mean, it's obviously punny. Like it's like, you know, yeah. sounds like because we're doing a podcast, but it's also yes. um, kind of like, uh, you know, oh, you, you overhear a conversation that's like, oh, um, you know, my, my neighbor's kid, he's four and he's not speaking yet. And someone says like, oh, sounds like autism. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Like, and kind of flipping that and saying like, that's not a negative, you know, that's not necessarily a negative thing. Autism sounds like a lot of things. And, um, you know, we're smashing stigmas and it doesn't matter whether you're, you know, what's going on. All people have, have value and, and deserve a meaningful and productive and happy life. And, um, yes, know, we're talking about what autism sounds like to us. Yeah, so it's like it's a fun play on words, and also, I mean, I it actually gets your attention. I mean, the name sounds like autism. What, what, what's that about? Like, so that boom gets your attention. So it's also, you know, I love. Josh it. likes it. It's, it also what, is what kind of a question too. What, like, what sorry, does what sound? What, no, I said it's kind of a question too. It's like, well, what does autism sound like? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. I, I think, yeah, we both did good. We both did good. Neither yeah. of us will change the names of our podcast. I'm yeah. going to write that down. Oh, right I there. appreciate that. Thanks, guys. <laughs> so I, I must ask, um, and I've been thinking about this for a while. So oh. I was like really impressed that you got one of the Real Housewives of New Jersey to come on your podcast. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, tell us that story. I yeah, must yeah, say, yeah. also, my mom is like one of the biggest fans of that like show. So like, well, I, told, I told my mom, she, she thought that was pretty cool. But yeah, how did that come about? Like, what's the whole story? Like, how did you make that happen? Because that's really neat. Ah, uh, you guys are so sweet. Okay, so that really was like just such an awesome thing for me. And like, I have to back up. So, I I'm like a Bravo addict. I love Bravo. I love I love a lot of like bad reality TV. Um, Bravo to me though is like really quality reality series, so I can't even put it in that that category um but I always joke I'm like bravo is like my self-care because it's just like my escape from reality and I just get to like see what these people are doing and just you know have a have a moment outside of my myself and it's just like mindless kind of entertainment but when when Jacqueline shared Jacqueline the Rita for anyone who's not doesn't know she's from the Real Housewives of New Jersey. Uh, several years ago, when she was on the show, she shared her journey with her son Nicholas. Uh, basically, right after he was diagnosed with autism, and then in the coming years until she left the show. And I mean, to to be very honest, that meant so much to me because, like I said before, I had so many friends who had babies and kids around the same age as my son. We had kids together. But I didn't have anyone whose life kind of looked like mine. And that is a lonely feeling, especially when you have, you know, friends that it's like you're, you're going through like similar things, like you're both raising kids, but it's like my, my experience was just totally different. So you do start to feel like kind of isolated. Mm-hmm. And then on this show, Jacqueline was really sharing the very, you know, fresh kind of like new emotions that, that went into getting that diagnosis and, you know, the different therapies they were doing. Um, and it, it just, it, it meant so, so much to me because it really was kind of my first look at a family that kind of looked like my own. So other than her just being, you know, on TV and all that, I just, I really did feel like, so there was a couple different moments on the show that I can remember watching and, literally I I had never felt, I never related to another mom as much as I did to this person on a TV show. 
there was one moment I've talked about this before, but her and her friends were like on a trip together and everyone's sitting around the table talking about uh, their kids like in, in cheerleading and in football and like all the stuff they have going on. And Jacqueline just kind of like quietly excuses herself and she goes to the bathroom and she's crying and nobody could figure out why she's crying. They're all like, oh, maybe because it's like everything is too good right now. She's crying because it's like she doesn't want this moment to end. And I'm like, you know, crying with her and like shouting at the TV. I'm like, that's not why she's crying. She's crying because you're all talking about your typical kids and your typical lives and like her life isn't like that. And so then they, they all go to talk to her and she basically says just that, like, she's like, you know, I have all these proud mommy moments, but they look completely different than the ones that you guys are talking about. So again, long answer. Okay. But basically I, Jacqueline was like my number one person that I wanted to, to get on the podcast. When I started the show, she was my dream guest. So I, like I said, I'm a little woo. And I also am just someone who like, if I, if I want to do something, I really believe in like mindset and like manifesting. And I just, I told myself, I'm like, I'm going to get Jacqueline on the show one way or another. I'm going to get Jacqueline on the show. So what kind of set the wheels in motion for that is because she was so open and shared so much on, on the real housewives, she had this amazing music therapist called Jim and Jen, who was featured a couple different times on the show. And she's just incredible. So she did music therapy with her son, Nicholas. And I ended up just following Jim and Jen on Instagram. And I, just like send her a DM. I don't know about you guys, but I'm the kind who I will, if I just get like a whiff of autism from anyone, I'm like, Hey, come on my podcast. So I found Jen and I just asked her if she would want to come on the show. And she was so sweet and agreed to do that. So she was kind of the first person to sort of connect me with Jacqueline. And so Jacqueline and I were in correspondence at that point, because she had listened to my episode with Jen. She really enjoyed it. And she like listening to the show. So we were kind of in correspondence and she had agreed to come on, but we, we couldn't figure out like a date and it was just like a bunch of stuff going on. And then a few months down the road, I had, somebody had reached out to me, a listener of the show who is a, a therapist and she also has a, a supplement line that she really likes. And Jacqueline, I didn't even realize this was like a, a part owner of her supplement. It's called Simple Spectrum. And she was like, I, you know, would, would love to come on the show and talk about my experience as a BCBA and about Simple Spectrum. So when we, when I had her on the show, we realized like, oh my gosh, like, you know, Jacqueline, I'm like, I've been trying to get Jacqueline to come on. So she was like instrumental in actually like connecting Jacqueline and I to get her on the podcast. Cause like I said, we've been in correspondence for a while, but it wasn't, so I had a couple different people. Like first it was Jen, then it was Heather from Simple Spectrum who really just like helped kind of make this happen um and then somehow like I don't know the stars just aligned and we figured out a day that we could do it and I got to interview Jacqueline and she was amazing and just like everything I had hoped she would be in more and it was like just such a special moment and yeah I've been able to like keep in touch with her too which is incredible so she's awesome she really is so great oh you guys you guys talk wow yeah we yeah we talk she I mean like she's that's the amazing thing I think about parenting in general but especially with autism like you you connect with people on like such a deep level like we were saying even when you don't know them you just because it's like you come from the same world it's just like it doesn't matter like what the situation is like you you just have this like immediate understanding with each other Mm -hmm. that like oh you get me you understand me and that was like when I her and I, we, we recorded together and I think we were recorded for like almost an hour. And then we ended up talking on the phone for like another hour, just like about, you know, our experiences in life. And she's just, um, she's just like somebody who I, I really respect and admire. And I, 
like I said, I just, I'm, I'm so glad that she was able to come on the show and that I was able to connect with her because she's amazing. Yeah, the, the whole thing's so cool. Like, I mean. Yeah. Yeah, that's really. Another really long answer. Sorry, guys. No, it's, <laughs> it's, it's fine. You're going to stop apologizing because you're doing a great job. Yeah. And we know you're not used to being in the uh, interviewee seat. And, and we yeah, well, I do. Yeah, we like uh, long yes. answers. Okay, ahead, that's you, good. You do I do, do occasionally. No, I was gonna say I sometimes will do like a solo episode just with like mm. updates about what's going on in our life because I try really hard, like probably how you guys are now, to sort of take a back seat to my guest on each show and like really let them have the floor and and share their story. Um, but there's often just like things that like will sort of bubble up inside me and I'm like I need to share this. So every now and then I will throw in a solo episode just just with like updates or you know things that I'm thinking about and stuff like that and those are actually it's interesting because I, I I always feel a little odd when I do those episodes but I get like such great feedback from people being like I love when you do the solo shows so it's it's so funny like what resonates with people yeah well it's important to like you know throw things in the mix like every now and then I have a little solo one like even mm-hmm. every now and then um it'll just be like a Josh and Dave um once but it's like so yeah you have little, like, diversity in your um yeah, yeah, you you've had a lot of a lot of really cool and interesting episodes. I like the the yeah, diversity what, of your of your guests. Yeah, what about um? Wasn't there one where you were interviewing? I think your husband. Yeah, my husband has come on a couple times. This was like way back when I first started the show. I had him come on, and we just sort of told the story of you know from his perspective. Like mm-hmm. I, the very first episode of Adventures in Autism is me kind of sharing our journey with Logan, like from the time he was born really until at that, at that point it was like, what's recent, which was like, you know, a year and a half now. Um, and then it was just a few episodes and I had my husband come on and it, that was actually really interesting because I mean, him and I, we talk a lot and we're very connected, but it was interesting to actually like sit down and sort of hash it all out, like from start to finish. Cause there was things that he said that even the way that he put it kind of surprised me a little bit. Um, the other funny thing is that my husband is like very, very quiet. We are complete opposites. Like I am <laughs> very, just like a loud mouth and he's just like, very, definitely more reserved and quiet. Um, so that was interesting. And then just more recently, it was like right around Logan's birthday. I, I convinced him to come back on the show and we sort of did a little update with what was going on with Logan at that time. And then we also took some listener questions, which was really fun. And again, it was like hearing his answers were it was things that like I I knew to a certain extent but actually hearing him say it and kind of pulling it out of him a little bit because there's times that it's like I really have to do that (laughs) um but he was he really surprised me in in the way that he opened up so that was actually really fun to have him on the show both times yeah that was that was really cool all right so I gotta ask and before I ask the question I need to give a little back info okay so When I was like a little kid, one of my first ever special interests, and this is a very long running one, was um jellyfish. As I said in one of the really early episodes, I was known as like the jellyfish guy when I was a little kid. And you heard about jellyfish. <laughs> yeah, I know, like great to pick a really like unique special interest, but that's what I did. Um, I love it. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, me too. They're awesome. But anyway, um <laughs> all right. So with that being said, Dave and I like to ask some of our guests every now and then a question that like if you were to have like a crystal ball, but instead of a crystal ball, this crystal ball is a jellyfish and it doesn't sting you. It's a happy jellyfish, right? And uh-huh. if you look into it and ask it like one question, um, 
and it would tell you like the answer in the future of the future or something. What what question would you ask this magical jellyfish? Oh wow, you guys are getting deep. Um, that's that's really tough. I mean, honestly, like what I want for what I would want to know the answer to uh, is just like, is Logan happy? Like, is mm -hmm. and is he gonna have a happy future and a happy life? Because honestly. I, you know, it's taken me a long time and I've been able to like really process everything and sort of get to this place. So I feel really lucky because I just, I really, I mean, to me, he's just perfect and he always has been perfect, but I definitely, I think that as a parent, there is a lot of just, like I said, processing that has to go through and like acceptance looks different for everybody. Um, so what really matters to me now is, it's just like, is Logan happy and is he going to have a happy, a fulfilling, happy life? Like those, those are the things that I, I really want for him. And it, you know, like I said, he is nonverbal. So you can, I mean, you can tell just by looking at him that he's happy. He's like such a happy kid. And honestly, one of the just happiest people I know in general. Um, but especially like for the future, I think for a long time that that did feel kind of scary to me because I just didn't know, I didn't know what it was going to look like. I had no like blueprint for what autism looked like as an adult. Thankfully now because of, you know, my show and, and your show and just with the media, like there's, I see more people on the spectrum who are adults and like them living their lives in a, a happy and fulfilling way. And that's really all that I want for Logan. So I think that would be the question that I would ask. That's that's great. We yeah, love that. That's a really good uh, question. And and I usually that's our last question, but you made me. Um, <laughs> Josh actually made me think of one more because he was Ooh, talking okay. about his special interest. What's Logan's special interest? Oh, okay. So um, I don't think he has like one special interest, and I feel like I don't know if that's like different for him because I, I I often think about this like I'm like what is his special interest when he was really little for a long time it was Mickey Mouse which I know Josh is a Disney fan oh. so he will understand that <laughs> yes so and he he still loves Mickey and he loves all things Disney he is like I approve totally, he loves yes I knew you would he loves uh <laughs> especially like Disney songs those are and he goes through phases like he recently went through like a big lion king phase where he was like all about lion king uh but he honestly like if he's watching something on tv it's it's something disney related like that's really all he watches at this point and even like he loves to go on youtube and he just like listens to different like disney songs or sometimes he listens to like other songs with like disney characters i mean you know how youtube is you could this find kid a lot and of I would get along. this kid and i yes. would get along yes <laughs> you would honestly everybody <laughs> would get along with logan because he's he's like he's just on another level he's the best That's um awesome. so i would say that is i would say disney but also logan is obsessed with balls like any kind of ball currently it's a soccer ball um, but he loves a basketball. He loves a volleyball. He just like, if he's going to like stim with something and like a happy stim, it's with a ball and, it, and he'll like bounce it like a basketball, but he'll also just kind of like run with it and like throw it around and hit it. Um, so that's like, like for his birthday this year, I, I oftentimes have a hard time thinking like, what am I going to get him for his birthday? Cause 
he doesn't play with toys like a typical kid was and he doesn't he doesn't really like have toys that he really gravitates to mm -hmm. but this year was actually really easy because i'm like i'm just gonna get him like a variety of balls to play yeah. with <laughs> sure. and that's what i did and he, he like couldn't have been happier like i had like the best big, and most beautiful huge... gifts are like yeah. you know, the box that the gift came in or something like yes. that it doesn't yeah. have to be complicated to be a meaningful and, and thoughtful gift you know what i mean yes exactly so he was really happy with that <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome well thank yeah. you so much for coming on the yeah, show megan you. we really appreciate it and if we're ever in uh shy town or that no. area, we <laughs> hope to uh hang out and oh no we definitely will if we're yeah, ever around yeah, there yeah, yeah. i don't know what dave's saying we definitely will oh. <laughs> we hope we definitely will <laughs> okay someday yeah. we can we can meet and be friends in, in irl and i would love that because you guys love you guys that awesome. irl sounds so cool yes i know right <laughs> I'm yeah, actually not, I recently started saying that. Yeah. I'm awesome. actually not cool at all, but I like to sometimes say stuff like that. Well, that you're pulling it like off. You're cool convincing up. everybody. <laughs> don't, don't give it away. All right. Thank you so okay. much and have an awesome night and enjoy yeah. your time with your family and stop working so hard. <laughs> That's really funny. Okay. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much. Right. Well, have a good one. Bye. Bye. Bye.